Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Friday, April 21, 2023. We're recording this. You see the clock behind me. It's 103 on Thursday. We're uh, recording this so you'll see this in the morning with Devin Nunes or Congressman Devin Nunes. Nunes, I hope I was saying that. Congressman Devin Nunes. So we're going to bring him on in just a moment. A quick, let me just kind of tell you a little bit about it. And Emily, maybe show that Air Force One photo so people can see uh, his photo, make sure they know. Uh, So Devin uh, Nunes is Chief Executive Officer of the Trump Media and Technology Group. Uh, in other words, Truth Social and all things related to that and other things. So uh, he's the CEO, and we're very fortunate to have him. Uh, Devin has been chairman of the House uh, Intelligence Committee, which was very, very important and still is. Of course, it's someone, uh, I think Tim Jordan may be doing that right now. And then he's received the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom, which is America's highest civilian honor ever, ever, ever. That's the highest civilian honor up here the president can bestow. So we are very, very grateful that he's here. So without further delay, as a part of Prophets and Patriots, here's Devin Nunes. Welcome, Congressman Devin uh, Nunes. Nice to see you. It is Nunes, right? That's correct, Steve. Thank you so much. And thanks for that wonderful introduction. Well, very thank kind. you. It's been, it's really, we're very, um, privilege to have you come because it's been you know your your time is extremely busy right now especially with what's going on with true social and all that in fact uh devin let me just jump right in and because i've heard part of this uh the other day on another program and i'm i'm just amazed i got a bunch of questions but just take your time and tell this story about you and the sec and all that stuff Well, look, the mission here at True Social is very simple, and that's to open the internet back up and give the American people their voice back. And I always tell people, look, President Trump didn't need a new company. I didn't need a new job. The problem was is that millions of Americans were being booted off platforms, and essentially they took our communications architecture down for anyone who was, I I, I used to say center-right, but now it even applies for anybody who's even liberal if they don't toe the line, especially as it relates to anything to do with the China virus or the Hunter Biden laptop, et cetera, et cetera. So the the suppression uh, continues to this day. And President Trump, you know, called and asked if I would if I would run this company. I left Congress to do it because it's just so critically important to have access to the Internet. You know, you can't. It's one thing to have your free speech and your ability to say what you want. But it's a whole other thing if you can't use the internet to get your word out. And I think you guys know more about that than, than anyone. Um, You know, you told me before the show that you were booted off of, of YouTube. And I say, you know, congratulations. Welcome. (laughs) It's a badge of honor, I guess. And um, look, so we set we set out to, to, uh, to do this. Um, we've been building this company and we have, you know, financing to, to build out the features, but we really, really need is a, is a marketing budget now, right? We're building out really cool features. The platform is really easy to use. Uh, we've got, you know, a lot of people that, uh, that spit that this is their only platform now they prefer it. And then we have some people that are still on the other, other platforms, but we're trying to take the best of 
Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, put it into one easy to use app. And, you know, we do that here every day. But to truly go out and compete with these big tech tyrants, you have to have access to the public capital markets. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what you're you're getting at here. So uh, we were trying to merge with a what's called a SPAC. And we're you know waiting for approval for that. But, you know, at, per usual, uh, this is Ooh. anything to do with Trump. Uh, it's just a two tiered system of of justice. And, you know, we're just waiting and it's been a year. And, you know, typically these things are uh, very simple. They take a few months, et cetera, et cetera. And then you know, there's been all kinds of accusations. Um against DWAC that they're, you know, that this is not telling anything that's not out there, but uh, they've been uh, looked at by the enforcement uh, agencies at the SEC. And then everything's just been put on hold. And the difference here is, is that this is not a normal process when there is a dispute or there's some enforcement action through, you know, the SEC, their number one goal, their charter by Congress is to protect the shareholders that have bought the stock of the of the finance company and to protect us the private company who all we want to do is just have access to the public market so that we can grow our company they're supposed to be protecting us well holding this up for a year basically just forcing it to die is all that they that they're doing uh, is just it's just you know fraudulent i mean there's no other word to 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 use it's fraudulent in other cases uh, that we've made very clear to uh, to the SEC, uh, to the Biden administration, to the Congress, uh, when there's enforcement actions, those do not stop the processing of it. If anybody did anything wrong, we've said, "Hey, we're you know, you know, we're willing to help if somebody did something wrong." Whatever. Are they means. accusing you of doing something wrong? So uh, as a pretext for not approving this? Not, no, we're a, we're a private company. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing is, is that they're going after the SPAC and they're okay. using SPAC of the finance company of, of wrongdoing. Now, look, we don't know of any wrongdoing. We've said we've given them every single document that, that we have that's known to man, anything that could possibly be on point. And, you know, we don't even know what they'd possibly be be looking at. Furthermore, you know, for what they claim to be looking at. This would be something that normally would be happen that, that would be taken care of in quick order. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. slow down the process. Whoever did something wrong, they would they would have to deal with that. But look, it's just a it's just being used as a stall tactic to stop us from from being able to access the public markets, plain and simple. And then the people that are that that have bought into the finance company, I mean, they're being denied their basic civil rights as U.S. citizens. I mean, if there's ever a civil rights case, this is it. They're being targeted because of who they believe in. These people that bought the stock believe in our company. They want to participate in our company. Um, and so it's 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 flat out discrimination, plain and simple. Now, the long and short of a SPAC, if, and I'm, I'm no expert at this, but they this is a finance company that puts themselves together and eventually goes public themselves uh, looking for a a partner such as yourself. In other words, they go uh, pu they go public ahead of time. How how would you describe what a spec? Yeah, that's right. It's a you know it was created as a as a vehicle to amass capital, put capital into a public company. It's supposed to, ironically, Steve, it's supposed to speed up the process, right? Not stop it. 
I mean, had we known this, I mean, you know, we would have just done an IPO. It would have been faster. I mean, typically those take, you know, much longer uh, to do. Um, but, you know, I don't know that they'd even approve an IPO at this point. Uh, you know, I think anything to do with Trump, they just want to stop it. And so, you know, look, it's it's there's typical SPACs that are created once they find a, a, a target. It's called a target. Yeah. A merger partner. It takes anywhere from it takes just a few months to get it done. Jeez. Now um, <laughs> we're on and we're you know, we're now going on a year. Uh, and then you had Ginsler, who was before the. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the 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 people that were the um, suspicious characters, whatever. That's my word, not yours. You know, who are the people involved, and what did you say about? What do you have to say about yeah. those people? Well, look, you can't you can't really make this up. So, I mean, your your I think your listeners would would understand this, but uh, I'll try to just be uh, quick and to the point. So sure. it, uh, you know, um, but. When I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, we ran an investigation uh, into the Russia hoax, and we discovered. And I know you've had Cash Patel on your on your show. He was he was our lead investigator that worked on the committee. We unearthed that a guy named Ginsler, Gary Ginsler, had uh, financed the dirty dossier, the one that made these horrible <laughs> accusations about President Trump and many other Republicans. They fed it to the fake news media. They wrote about it. They released it. They fed it into the FBI and the DOJ. They opened up the whole Russia hoax was basically created off of a document that the Hillary Clinton campaign had had paid for. The guy who orchestrated the payment was none other than Gary Ginsler, who's now the head of the Securities and Exchange Commission for Unbelievable. So you can't this guy should be not only should he be nowhere near government. He shouldn't be anywhere near this deal for sure, because between myself and Trump, somebody who he's already set up the president before with that dossier, he shouldn't be anywhere near this this decision. Or any SEC decisions, frankly, because well, that's, the, the look, point I of the SEC is, is to guard against fraud. Exactly. And he shouldn't be any anybody who participated in that Russia right. in the development. Right. They should not be allowed in any government job ever again, uh, plain and simple. I mean, we're still dealing with this hoax today. And by, by the way, they were fined. The Hillary Clinton campaign was fined millions of dollars for this decision. Now, sadly, you know, you know, a lot of people have never paid a price for this because clearly there's criminal activity in the DOJ and the FBI that these people had to have known this was coming from the Clinton campaign. But it gets worse than that, Steve. Okay, so... If you can believe this. So there yeah. was another uh, gentleman involved who was the lead FBI agent for the Russia hoax looking into Trump, a guy named Peter Strzok. He oh, made, him, him again. Yeah, you may, people know him and he would, they called him the lovebirds because he was um, dating or doing something with one of the uh, top lawyers at the DOJ who was also and involved course, in the Russia, Russia. He hoax. was a married man. Let's just throw that in there. He was a married man having this. Yeah. Affair. Well, guess what? His, his wife, who's, I understand they're, they're still together, which that's great. I'm glad they were able to work that out. I don't know how that all works. You know, I mean, we, we're not going to throw stones at how that works. Nobody wishes any of this ill on anyone. But his wife is one of the top uh, leaders at the SEC 
who we strongly suspect is also involved in this investigation. Now, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. Then it gets worse. Gee. The general counsel is a someone who was one of Nancy Pelosi's top lieutenants, one of her top lawyers, who participated in what? Oh, the impeachments of President Trump in the Congress. <laughs> so look, this is none of these people, if you, you know, if it were me or you or any normal person that's involved in this, um, involved in government, and you've had a feud or you have some type of of um you know, I think that, you know, there's a legal term, you know, for it, but conflict of interest. Yeah, least, it's a conflict right? of interest. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's clearly a conflict of interest. I mean, I was always careful when I was a United States congressman, no matter what the issue was, if I had any appearance of a conflict of interest, I would not only would I announce it, but I would say, look, I'm not going to be involved you know, in this, unfortunately, because I have some conflict of interest. And, um, you know, look, that's that's what members of Congress do most of the time. Uh, that's what people in government normally do that, you know, any, as you know, I mean, you think about the lawyers and accountants and, and people like that, that, you know, if, if they're anywhere even near something that they might have a conflict in, they avoid it and they say, sorry, I can't help you. And that's clearly what should be going on here. Um, and it's and it's not. And the people that are paying the price are the two entities that the SEC is supposed to be protecting as chartered by Congress. One are the shareholders who bought into the publicly traded company. And two are startup company, private company. They should be watching out for us. And how is it that they're watching out for us? If they just want the deal to die, then just say they're not going to prove it. And Gensler was asked that question yesterday uh, or a couple of days ago. Uh, in front of the United States Congress, he was actually you know, point blank. What, you know, are you going to ever approve it? And he gave some answer of, oh, we don't uh, do this. We don't approve it. You know, wouldn't answer if he had a conflict of interest. Well, he won't even answer the question, um, you know, and gave some, you know, goofy answer, you know, evaded the question uh, about, you know, whether or not, um, you know, they, they have a, a responsibility to make sure all the documentation is is correct. Really? So you get to just stop? Uh, you just get to stop something completely and watch people just be, uh, you know, get annihilated. Um, you see the stock price just, you know, drops and and our company sits without a without a marketing budget. And when we're trying to compete against, you know, Amazon and, you know, and President Trump has been, you know, very, I think, very gracious. I have, too. We said, look, we want to do everything we we can. Um, but, you know, this it gets to it gets to a point where. Ginsburg won't even answer the question, which tells you everything you need to know. You know, they're no. they're not they're not answering the question. So what are they doing? They're, the, they're stopping, there they're, stopping clock, the, they're stopping the deal. Is there is a clock on this one? Will it run out at some point? Or yeah, I mean, the, look, it it runs out in September. Oh, it does. Yeah, and so it's it's horrible. It's it's horrible. What's 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 happening? What's happened? What's already taken place? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Um, I think it's one of the biggest, uh, you know, for the SEC, is, it's got to be one of the biggest scandals it is. in SEC history where you, you know, you don't, you know, quickly just get a remedy 
And in fact, in other cases that are like this, where there's an where there's an enforcement issue, and in fact, there's a great case that's out there uh, that where you had wrongdoing admitted by both sides of of the merger deal. Uh, yet the SEC bragged about how quick they moved in order to get the deal done, in order to make sure that they protected the shareholders and the target startup company. Jeez. They bragged about getting that done, taking their enforcement actions against people who actually admitted wrongdoing, but in the meantime, making sure that they protected the people that they're supposed to protect, yeah. us and the shareholders. So in some cases, they brag about how it was. And this wasn't like yeah. 50 years ago. This was just something that happened in the last couple of years by the same people. Matter of fact, the it's Peter Strzok's wife who went on the record to brag about it publicly, how they move swiftly to actually get this deal done to protect Jeez. the shareholders. So look, uh, this is a major scandal. People should have to pay the price. And in the meantime, yeah. the only people paying the price are True Social, and the shareholders who bought into the into the SPAC. Well, that's a great. I mean, I'm a, I've been on Truth Social almost from from the moment they allowed you know new people because I was an iPhone user. I think we came a little later, but uh, we're we've been on there. I have a question. You know, you mentioned about not having the marketing budget. Probably this is a super elementary question, but in the meantime, or even if you get turned down, do you have the possibility of bringing on? investors, partners that could then fund the marketing while you, I don't know, where you, whether you reapply or whatever? Yeah, look, I mean, right now, we, you know, look, we want to we wanna just try to get this deal done, yeah. right? I mean, we, we want to we do the right thing yeah. um, and, and get this deal done. Okay. Um, we, I mean, look, with all that said, this is, the, this is the horrible part about all this. You know, we're the one of the fastest growing companies in histories of so social media. Wow. I mean, you know, it took, you got to remember, it took the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the TikToks of the world, yeah, it did. you know, hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars and years and years, some cases, probably more than that. I, I'd have to go back and look at what the original capital yeah. raises were for say a, a Twitter or a, or a Facebook uh, or an Instagram that then was bought by Facebook and then became meta. Um, there's nothing like this on the planet. So despite all the, you know, their attempt to kill us, is that's what this is really about. They're attempting to kill True Social because they yeah, don't want they the American people to have a voice. And despite all of that, here we are in a very short amount of time. I mean, we, we barely got into the Google Play Store uh, right before the election. So in October. So we haven't even been fully open to the public for just a little over, over six months. Where, where, like, because what you're saying, you can now, you know, now you can get us on, you know, anywhere you can get yeah. on, on, on any phone you have, you can, you can sign up for True Social, um, and we've done all this in just a, a short order. Now, look, let's not pretend. I mean, we also happen to have one of the most uh, popular uh, people in the globe over the last uh, 50 oh, yeah. years. His, his name happens to be Donald J. Trump. Uh, President Trump is what a lot of us call him. And, you know, because of him and because of, you know, the access that we have to, you know, not just myself that can, that, that gets kind invitations from people like yourself, you know, we can get out there and really self-promote so much so that we're the fastest growing in history. Yeah. But, you know, but now, you know, it comes a time where, you know, look, we, we want to be able to reach the masses. We want to be able to go sure. global. We want to be able to do so much more. 
And that's where we, you know, that's why we need this deal to get done. And, uh, you know, the president said, is it, you know, if he has to, then he'll just keep it private. Uh, but it's not what he wants to do. It's not what not what I want to do. Yeah, totally. Now, let's let's talk for a, a few minutes about uh, yesterday. You were talking when I was watching something that you're on. Uh, you were talking about investigations that were underway, uh, some that you would probably know about. Uh, is it Jim Jordan? Is he your replacement? Is he the one that took your? Well, Jim Jordan. Well, kind. Well, the short answer is no. Okay. Uh, but like everything in politics, um, kind of. So, okay, yeah. Um, so I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. We ran the investigation. So we're the ones who really discovered this two-tiered justice system. Okay. What uh, Jim Jordan and the Republicans have created is they actually created a new committee uh, called the Weaponization of Government Committee. Oh, so basically, great. you know, he's kind of inherited a lot of the work that, that, that we, we had done and a lot of the, these investigations that have to be done by multiple committees, put it into one to look at the weaponization of, of government. So I don't want to give you a political answer, sure. but it's so it's that's that's what's happening. So he didn't take my place. He basically they created a kind of a super committee, superstructure to take all of this fraud within government and to investigate. And um, and they've got a lot. I mean, the the uh, the investigations are are, you know, every day there's a new investigation that needs to be done just like this, just like our situation. Yeah. This has yeah. to be investigated uh, because. You- by, by, you know, by the Congress. Only the Congress is going to be able to get to the bottom of this. Can you talk about either the indictment that's going on and or Durham, what, what's going on with him? Or do you talk on either of those subjects? Yeah. So with Durham, um, what's going on is that, um, you know, that, you know, our investigation led to we made criminal indictments uh, to a special counsel. Um, to Durham, um, you know, based on our investigation, we don't know what's happened with those. He's brought a couple and he's brought a couple indictments. Um, we know we hope we're hopeful that he brings more. Uh, but, uh, you know, so far it looks like he's being stymied mm. by um, Merrick Garland and the Justice Department. And, you know, meanwhile, you talk about, you know, wild things going on. You know, you've got Garland uh, and the Biden White House, who we now know were involved in the Mar-a-Lago document uh, hoax, that raid uh, on President Trump. We have people that went from the Justice Department over to the Manhattan DA where they brought this completely bogus uh, charge. Uh, You have, um, you know, now there's an accusation just breaking uh, here in the last 24 hours of a IRS investigator, whistleblower, who has now come forward to the Congress to say that, hey, you know, Hunter Biden has all these issues. I, you know, we haven't heard everything that they have to say yet, but but essentially that this is there should have been an indictment brought already of some kind against Hunter Biden. And yeah, you know, in that case, on? there's there's well, nothing's going on. Well, now, uh, I don't know the inner workings very well, but can Jim Jordan is that in his purview or? Yeah, I mean, he'll be able to look at all of this stuff, but ultimately, I think what frustrates the American people, and I get it, um, but it's important to understand the the, the process. Uh, we have a constitutional Republic. There's an executive branch and a, and a judicial branch yeah. and a legislative branch, the legislative branch, you know, can really only investigate, uh, but we don't have badges. We don't have the ability to uh, go sure. out and arrest people. We can't, you know, everybody deserves, you know, look, even the people who we've made criminal referrals on, look, they are unlike what Nancy Pelosi says, they are innocent until proven guilty, uh, but clearly they need to be investigated. 
And, you know, so we took the investigations as far as we could take them. We turned it over to John Durham, the special counsel. And now we just, you know, look, my assessment here is we may not know everything uh, immediately in the short run. Uh, but it looks to me like Durham is has not been able to bring the cases that he. Yeah, we were expecting have. huge things. All the Patriot yeah. Channel said there's thousands of sealed indictments. You're not going to believe what's going to happen, and nothing seems to be happening. So maybe it was a good rumor, yeah. at least. So well, remember, okay. I think, but remember, Durham doesn't get to ultimately make the decision. Yeah. Okay. It's the Biden. It's it's Merrick Garland that has to make the decision. What do you think is going to happen with? Uh, Attorney General Bragg and that whole indictment and supposedly Trump has been arrested. You know, there's part of me that goes, I don't know if it really happened in some legal way, because I think, you know, you said a few minutes ago, we call him President Trump. So do I. And so do we. So he's our president. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen concerning that is uh, I don't look, I, I don't see that that case is I mean, all of these are, are ridiculous. I mean, yeah. President Trump and his family are the most investigated people on the planet. Yeah. Um, uh, look, there's, it's just, it's just a wild indictment. Uh, I know you have a family friendly show, so I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it clean. <laughs> I would probably, probably resort back to my old farming uh, terms. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, there's never been any, any, this is, it's totally nuts. I mean, yeah. look, just like the Mar-a-Lago, uh, document that, that the document hoax, I mean, here you have, a the. You know, while at the time you've got these people from from the National Archives that are that are saying that President Trump has documents that they knew about that he admitted to having, and you go and raid Mar-a-Lago. I mean, that was done designed to take him off the playing field for the 2022 election. That's what they wanted to do, and instead, it just made him stronger. Well, you and, were talking about yesterday the whole thing. I don't know, it was the Library of Congress or the document, whoever oversees that. That was never well, a political organization. It was, it was not political. That that was the yeah. Thank you for reminding. Me. That was the point I was going to make too. That that here you had them doing all this crazy stuff based on on classified documents that they knew were there that the president was in discussions with with his with with you know his team and 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 the archives. And meanwhile, what do they find out after the raid? That it was Biden who had documents as vice president spread all over. I don't know where they're, the, the question is, where were there not documents right. uh, for, that Biden Wasn't had? Wasn't like 1,800 boxes? Did I hear that correctly? Boxes and documents that spread over years, possibly even back to his Senate days. And I have no idea how that would even work. I was a chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. We had you know, double doors, cameras. You couldn't even bring a, a, a cell phone into, into there, right? I mean, there's no pictures that can be taken in there. We had... We have 24, not just the security in the Capitol, but we have an armed guard standing there. So you don't leave. The documents don't, you can't take them out unless you sneak them out. And if Biden has Senate documents, how did he end up with Senate documents from back in the day? And, you know, the vice president, when he was vice president, he didn't have classification authority. So, yeah, look, I mean, they've corrupted every uh, inch of this government. Um, they just haven't stopped. They they continue to uh, target uh, Republicans and conservatives all over the country at every level. I don't think there's any level of government that hasn't been corrupted by these people. Yeah, in our lifetime, there's never been anything like this. I mean, I was around for the Watergate era. I was a teenager, almost got drafted, didn't quite do it. But that uh, with the whole Nixon thing, we thought that was the worst it would ever get or ever look. We had that was like 
child's play compared to what they're doing right now uh, to the Republican Party, in this case, our conservatives. Um, anything else you want to share? I know we're right at the time. I want to make sure you get everything in that you wanted to share. Now, look, I, we really appreciate um, you and you know all of your followers. And you know the, this is not this is not easy no. work to be in, where we're trying to to all of us. Everybody's trying to just get their word out and trying to communicate. And you know we're thankful that you're on True Social. We're thankful that you're using Rumble, who's one of our most important partners. Yeah. Um, because together we have to build up this ecosystem so that people have the ability to get the word out. And that's what we that's what we work on, you know, every single day here at True Social, no matter how much they try to stop us, no matter how, no, no matter how many fake news stories they, they write about us, here we are yeah. standing in the breach every Pretty single day. And we're just thankful that that people like you and all and all of your uh, followers and listeners and viewers are willing to take part in in what is really um, something special that we're creating here. Um, you know, I say that uh, you know just every day we you know I'm on the platform and you see people that I get a message almost every day from someone says, "Oh, thank God I was on your totally. you have this. I was kicked off of Facebook or I was in Facebook jail or or." You know, I mean, recently we even had Matt Taibbi, who who had been who who did the investigation on the Twitter files, who was getting shadow banned again by uh, by Twitter. And so, you know, he joined True Social. So, you know, I'm just thankful to, to you and, and everyone that, that, that is in the fight. And we'll continue to fight every day on behalf of, of you and everybody else. Well, thank you, Devin. We're so, so, so grateful that you came. I hope you'll come back again. As we get more news, we'd love to have you back. So thank you, everybody, for watching. We want to be sensitive that the, of this time today, so we're going to let you go. But a reminder that Monday will be Johnny Enlow back with us, Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. Thanks again. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.